PTJ podcasts are made possible by the American Physical Therapy Association. This podcast is sponsored by BioX Systems. BioX Systems produces Exercise Pro Software, the ultimate solution for patient education and home programs, and Fitness Maker Software, helping clinics manage wellness programs. Both are affordable, comprehensive, and easy to use. For more information, visit www.bioxsystems.com. Welcome to PTJ's The Bottom Line for January 2011. I'm Donovan Stutel, along with Dave Corboisier. Bottom Lines translate the findings of selected research articles for clinical practice. Bottom Lines are not intended to substitute for a critical reading of the original articles. These bottom lines were written by the authors of their respective articles. Our first bottom line summarizes effectiveness of stretch for the treatment and prevention of contractures in people with neurological conditions, a systematic review by Owen Katalinich, Dr. Lisa Harvey, and Dr. Robert Herbert. First, what do we already know about this topic? It is widely believed that regular stretch is effective for the treatment and prevention of contractures. Anecdotal evidence, single-case studies, case reports, and non-randomized trials support the ongoing use of stretch. What new information does this study offer? This review of randomized trials shows that programs of stretch, as typically applied, have little or no effect on joint range of motion when applied for less than seven months. The effects of longer duration programs of stretch are not known. If you're a patient, what might these findings mean for you? People with contractures or who are at risk for contractures are unlikely to benefit from programs of stretch applied for less than seven months. Our next bottom line summarizes Patient Satisfaction with Musculoskeletal Physical Therapy Care, a systematic review by Dr. Julia Hush, Kirsten Cameron, and Dr. Martin Mackey. What do we already know about this topic? Patient satisfaction is an important patient-focused indicator of the quality of patient care. It is known that satisfied patients are more likely to adhere to treatment and have a higher health-related quality of life. What new information does this study offer? This systematic review identified 15 studies that have investigated patient satisfaction with musculoskeletal physical therapy care. A meta-analysis revealed that patient satisfaction is consistently high. Determinants of satisfaction include interpersonal aspects of treatment, for example, effective communication and empathy. The process of care, for example, continuity of care and adequate treatment duration. And well-organized care, for example, convenient access and low waiting times. If you're a patient, what might these findings mean for you? Patient satisfaction with physical therapy treatment for musculoskeletal conditions is high. Clinicians now have comprehensive information about how to optimize patient satisfaction and the quality of care by targeting aspects of treatment that patients consider most important. Our next bottom line summarizes supervised exercises compared with radial extracorporeal shockwave therapy for subacromial shoulder pain, one-year results of a single-blind, randomized, controlled trial by Kaya Ingebretson, Dr. Margaret Grottel, Dr. Eric Bouts-Halter, Dr. Ole Eckeberg, Dr. Niels Yule, and Dr. Jens Brox. What do we already know about this topic? Subacromial shoulder pain often is treated with exercise therapy, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, corticosteroid injections, shockwave therapy, and other approaches. 
Similar results are found for exercises and surgical treatment. Supervised exercises are more effective than radial extracorporeal shockwave therapy in the short to medium term for patients with subacromial pain lasting more than three months. What new information does this study offer? This study offers long-term follow-up of two relevant interventions for this patient group with outcomes described using a functional questionnaire. If you're a patient, what might these findings mean for you? For subacromial shoulder pain, physical therapists can recommend a supervised exercise regimen for short and long-term effect. The indications for recommending radial extracorporeal shockwave therapy, however, are more unclear. Our next bottom line summarizes influence of a locomotor training approach on walking speed and distance in people with chronic spinal cord injury, a randomized clinical trial by Dr. Adele Field-Fauté and Dr. Catherine Roach. What do we already know about this topic? Prior studies have shown that body weight-supported locomotor training can improve walking function in individuals with motor incomplete spinal cord injury. However, it is unclear what approach to training results in the greatest improvements. What new information does this study offer? The study indicates that gains in walking speed achieved with locomotor training in the overground environment are equivalent to the gains made with treadmill-based training, and that the gains in walking distance achieved with overground training surpass those with treadmill-based training. If you're a patient, what might these findings mean for you? The findings of this study indicate that individuals with motor incomplete spinal cord injury benefit from locomotor training even years after injury, and that high-tech equipment is not needed to attain these benefits. Our next bottom line summarizes explanatory variables for adult patients' self-reported recovery after acute lateral ankle sprain by Rogier von Rehn, Sten Willemsen, Dr. Ariane Verhagen, Dr. Bart Kuz, and Dr. Sitta Birma Zainstra. What do we already know about this topic? Studies of patients after an ankle sprain often make use of a single question to measure recovery. However, there is a large variation in what the term recovery means to patients. What new information does this study offer? Based on outcomes measured in a randomized controlled trial of supervised exercise for acute lateral ankle sprain, patient-reported recovery was most closely associated with improvement in pain and in giving way as measured during high ankle load activities. These results suggest that improvement in pain and in giving way should be the primary outcomes of interest in trials for this condition. If you're a patient, what might these findings mean for you? Following an ankle sprain, patients consider how much the pain has improved and whether their ankle gives way during high ankle loads to determine whether they have recovered. This more specific information may be helpful to guide further treatment decisions. Our last bottom line summarizes functional gait assessment and balance evaluation system test. Reliability, validity, sensitivity, and specificity for identifying individuals with Parkinson's disease who fall by Abigail Letty, Dr. Beth Crowner, and Dr. Gammon Earhart. What do we already know about this topic? People with Parkinson's disease experience more falls and demonstrate increased balance deficits compared with people of the same age who do not have Parkinson's disease. 
the balance tests currently used in practice might not adequately identify these deficits and fall risk. What new information does this study offer? This study verifies that because of a ceiling effect, the Berg Balance Scale, a popular balance measure, might not identify all people with Parkinson's disease who are at risk for falls or who have balance deficits. The Balance Evaluation Systems Test and Functional Gait Assessment, alternative tests with established reliability and validity, are now available for use in measuring balance in people with Parkinson's disease. Each of the tests can differentiate between people with Parkinson's disease who have fallen and people with Parkinson's disease who have not fallen better than the Berg Balance Scale. If you're a patient, what might these findings mean for you? Using these new outcome measures, physical therapists may be better able to determine your fall risk. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Science Audio, online at www.scienceaudio.net. We always appreciate your feedback. You can email ptj at scienceaudio.net or leave a voicemail at 626-593-7825.